joining us. And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. Start this episode with a big breath. That is something that I did with my emotional support, Pee Wee Herman. I took a big breath with him as he left the earth and moved on to, well, they say all dogs go to heaven. I'm recording this on June 13th, exactly a week before my daughter's first birthday and a few days before her first birthday party. Pee Wee Herman left this world on Friday morning, June 9th at, I like to say, 10.06 a.m. I'm going to try to get through this episode without crying, but I mean, shit, I don't even know if I'm going to release this. I just feel like this is the first time that I've been truly alone in my thoughts. Um, alone in this moment, alone processing this. And I'm truly speaking from the heart as I see Dottie slowly getting up from her bed, walking around, and I have Lady peacefully asleep on my boob. What else is new? And I'm just trying to take this moment to understand what grief is. I've been lucky in a sense to have a lot of people on the podcast that have shared stories of grief and the many stages of grief. And while I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening to this episode going, come on, it was just a dog. I know that the majority of you who are listening right now, you understand the importance that Pee Wee had to me. And you understand the importance of what pets have on us as human beings. We are nothing without these innocent, beautiful earth angels that grace us in periods of our lives when we most need it. I started Emotional Support, the podcast, because of Pee Wee. Truly, he is the only emotional support that I've actually really known where I've talked about it before on the podcast. We had that true heartbeat connection. Whenever I would have an anxiety attack, whenever I would have a panic attack, whenever I thought I was dying, truly dying, I knew that he was there and I would pick him up and I would, you know, hold him and we would be heartbeat to heartbeat and I would hear his little heartbeat pitter patter and it was the only thing that could truly calm me down. Someone had reached out to me with condolences for Pee Wee and said something really special that I'm going to read just a quick part of. Bear with me while I find it. This person said, I get so annoyed because people kept saying, when you have a kid, you won't care about your pets anymore. And it's not true. I would be devastated if anything happened to them. And I'm really sorry that happened. What a great life you gave him though. 
And I thought, God, it's so true. I mean, so many people would say to me, oh, yeah, you know, you have these pets, but once you have a kid, they're put on the sideline. You don't think about them. You don't care about them. And the only thing that I'll say and the only regret that I have when it comes to my relationship with Pee Wee post lady is that I didn't cherish this last year that we would have together because I truly didn't think it was going to be the last. I treated it as if it was any other year. I gave him extra love. I gave him extra kisses. We, you know, took our first walk as a family when she was born and we didn't get that far. We literally made it maybe a half a block before I had to turn around because I was bleeding too much. And I know that's TMI, but I just need you to understand I'm trying to paint a picture for you, give you the true visual of this dog didn't care how far he walked as long as he was with me. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that there were days where we were in bed for days on end and all I could do was get up to change Lady and then come back to bed to feed her and Pee Wee would be there and he would be at the end of the bed. And, you know, I felt bad that I couldn't give him this, you know, oh my God, let's go in the car and let's drive everywhere kind of life. But it's because I was physically debilitated the first few months. And all I could do was focus on feeding Lady, making sure she was okay, making sure that I was okay. And let me tell you, every time I changed her, every time I was in her nursery singing her her love song that I sing to her, Kiwi would be there. And he loved it because she has this fur, um, she has this fur rug in her nursery and it was his favorite to just go there and just lay with her. And I think that that's what I'm feeling right now. That's the emptiness that I feel. It's not the everyday, you know, oh my gosh, you know, going, you know, on a hike or taking him places, whatever. It's what I'm missing with Pee Wee is just holding space with him. He was such a presence. He was a legend. People have written me that he was legendary. If you knew him, you couldn't even believe it. He was so funny. He was my boy. I've had it for 15 and a half years. But that's what I've realized. I've gone through already in just a few days so many different stages of grief where I've been so numb, you know, when it first happened and he had a seizure and, you know, this was happening for a week, these seizures, and the doctor gave us medicine. It was like, it's going to be okay. He's going to get better. And then he was fine and we were just taking him to the vet and he seized and we pulled over and we put him in the backseat of the car and I held him as lady was next to me and my mom was driving. And you know, minutes, minutes before that, he was perked up and so excited and was like, I'm in the car with my girls. I'm living my best life. We're going to run some errands. Maybe we're going to go get some Paquito Mas Mexican food and I'm going to have some chippy chips. Like 
he was pumped. And when he came in the back seat and I was holding him, I I had this out of body experience moment where I cried for a second and then I held him and I sang um, our love song and I talked to him and I said to him, looking in his eyes, if you need to go, it's okay, you can go. I love you and thank you for meeting Lady because truly before I even knew what I wanted, even what I knew what a family was, I knew that if that family meant there was going to be a child, that there was no way I would be strong enough to bring a child into this world unless I had Pee-wee by my side. And Pee-wee was by my side. I, I swear, I, I did anything I could just to get him to come to Cedar sinai Hospital with me to give birth, but I knew that was not possible. But it was it was that, you know, special. And and there were there were signs that said, it's a girl on our front lawn that my mom had put up for the neighborhood. It was so cute. And you know, I have a wonderful picture of Pee-wee there sitting next to that sign, waiting to greet me, waiting to be my emotional support and knowing that he had a job and he had a duty. And that job was not only to take care of me, but it was to take care of this little baby version of me. And even though he was like 108 years old, he loved Lady so much. And he always knew that, you know, he was my soldier. And whatever I needed, he was going to be there for. And I think it's just shocking because if I was prepared, if I knew that this was going to happen, if I knew I'd have to make that tough decision to put him down, you know, things would feel different, but it was shocking. I literally woke up. Everything was fine. I went to go get a tea. I came back home. We were on the way to the vet and then he just died. And I found this picture of when I picked him up and I was in the front seat of my car. Jenna took the picture. Shout out to Jenna. And he was laying in my arms looking up at me with this heart next to my heart. And that's how he passed. Now, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. There, there must be something significant about that, right? I mean, it doesn't happen like that. So, yes, I know. I am so unbelievably lucky that I got to be there with my baby when he first met me in this world and we first bonded and when he moved on to a different life. I have this this thing that that can't leave my head. Ever since he left, even actually before, looking in his eyes and talking to him that whole week. And it's just follow the light. Follow the light. Now, I'm seeing tons of signs of lightning bugs, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what the significance is. If you know what the significance is, please let me know. But Pee Wee is, is, is saying, find your light. And that's what I'm going to do. I always had this weird feeling that 
he wouldn't make it to Lady's first birthday. And I've been beating myself up a lot because I never imagined him actually gone, ever, for the rest of my life, which is insane because these are dogs (laughs) and everything passes and everything transitions. But I just, I couldn't imagine it. But then there was a feeling inside me, this like, call it psychic knowingness that he was not going to make it to her first birth. And that is what I keep beating myself up about. Because I'm like, did I project it? Did I make this happen? Did I force this? Did I, you know, manifest it? And talking to other people about grief and especially about losing, you know, emotional support, animals, pets. There's all the same common denominator. The what ifs. What if I took them to the doctor earlier? What if I didn't give them that dog food? What if I didn't give them that? All these what ifs. And then I remind myself that you can't live in the what if world. You have to live in the present. You have to live in the now. And I was reminded of that when I had my baby. There's something, some sort of cycle, if you will, that he transitioned, right? As I'm finally feeling like myself again. And right, this lady is becoming a human. The first day Pee Wee had a seizure, a week before his passing, was the first day Lady walked on her own. What does that mean? <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I searching for things, right? That's the other thing. Am I searching for clues? Am I searching for hints? Am I trying to find this question to be answered? My grandparents were my best friends. They knew everything. We talked every single day. It's just really special. And I had this thought last night in which I shared with Sturgis, and I said, you know, my grandmother had a stroke soon after I had Pee-wee, actually. And I remember going to visit her, and it was heartbreaking because she could not speak. She understood We would watch old black and white dance, uh, you know, musicals and, and, and movies from the 20s and 30s. And it was so special. She lit up and you could see there was activity, that there was a life still there. She just couldn't physically talk. And I said goodbye thinking, you know, She'll be okay again. She'll go through the rehabilitation. Everything will be fine. And that was not the case. She passed. But there was some sort of understanding of I had seen her. I had seen her like that. So it wasn't a shock when she left. It was shocking, but it wasn't a shock. 
And I grieved that. I grieved that in my own way. I processed that. When my grandpa passed away a few years after that, I've realized I never grieved that. And I never processed that. I, I realized that I grieved it, but I never processed it. Because my grandpa had an aneurysm and he passed instantaneously. And I had talked to him the night before and told him about a guy I was dating. And I wasn't that into that guy. And we were laughing about it. But there was a fun little Chicago connection. That's where my grandpa was from. And I was just telling him about my day. Like I did every single day. <laughs> Filled him in on the gossip. We would gossip together. And I can still, oh, I can still hear him say, I love you too. And that was the last thing that he ever said to me. He passed early, early, early the next morning. And I just, I couldn't go to a funeral. I couldn't go to a memorial for him because I couldn't believe it. And it was just my way of grieving was just what I thought processing it at home. So the the weird roller coaster of grief where I had come to terms with it with my grandma. I had not come to terms with it by my grandpa. And then here I am with the love of my life, 15 and a half years later, him passing in the same position. And I'm looking at him, staring at him. He's looking at me, staring at me when he leaves. And I truly, I, I say this with complete Empathy, I I stared death in the eyes. So it almost was this trifecta of completion. There are many reasons to be sad. And trust me, I've collapsed on the floor. Multiple. Collapse in the shower, I collapse in the bath, collapse to the grocery store. I collapsed in home goods. <laughs> but I just remember I went into this fight or flight mode when he passed. And I'm so grateful I was with my mom. I was so grateful I was with my daughter because it was the trifecta of female empowerment together. And we were his three favorite ladies. And I remember going into the doctor and I said, I don't know if he's passed. And the wonderful technician, you know, she told me that her baby had passed the same way, her, her, her dog, and how special and lucky we were to be able to be there and hold on to them. Right, and not have them be alone. We were there for each other. And I, I, I said, okay, thank you so much. Here, here you go. 
And there's part of me that regrets that I didn't hold on longer to him. But I also emotionally couldn't handle not feeling his warmth. And then the biggest part of me knew that it didn't matter what the physical form was because he no longer was there. And I'm a firm believer in many lives. I'm a firm believer in other dimensions. Yes, I am cuckoo and I believe in the aliens and and all of that. And I don't know where Pee Wee is right now. Because if I'm truly honest, I don't feel him right now. But my mom said that he lives in my heart. And maybe that's why I can't feel him because he is just a part of me. Don't let anyone diminish your relationship with an animal. Don't let anyone make fun of you for having them be your emotional support. Because Pee Wee was the one thing that got me through my bipolar disorder diagnosis. He was there before my diagnosis. He was there after my diagnosis. And he continued to be there till the end this chapter that I truly feel like is closing. And that's this postpartum, this postpartum feeling of I've been through the childbirth. I still feel the anxiety, but I don't think it's because of the trauma of birth. And afterwards, I, I think that I'm back to being me. Warts and all. <laughs> you don't know what that's from. Well, then you're not going to get the joke. But if you do, you do. As I sit here with my baby on my lap, I mourn the life of my first, my firstborn love of my life. And I thank him for saving my life. I love you, Pete. And thank you for helping me find my light.